This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 508, recorded on October 14th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation. A lot of conversation tonight. All for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Dan LeFebvre is with us tonight. Dan, how's the weather? We always kick off the show with weather. You're a little south of me. How's the weather down there? Is it all right? It's falls on its way? Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm in Oklahoma City, and fall is definitely on, on the way. Um, just a couple days ago, we had tornado roll through and mm-hmm. hail and so you know tornado it's not over yet it's, it's got it kind of how <laughs> it's not over yet a lot of listeners down in that area through this 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 heartland corridor you know as we think of dallas and oklahoma city through topeka up in here to omaha kansas city would fall into that as well are you a, are you a warm weather guy are you a cold weather guy how do you where, where do you land in the spectrum um, you know, honestly, I spend most of my time inside anyway. <laughs> we're, we're so we'll talk about that here. So climate here. control. You don't um, care. You don't. I, care. I, I'm I'm really kind of indifferent. I guess maybe if I had to pick one, I'd probably go more warm weather. But okay, all right, yeah. You know, I'm a definite. I'm a cold weather guy. I just like. I do not like being hot, and so I just I enjoy when this fall is my favorite time because it means cold yeah. weather's coming. Well, I guess for me, it's more the precipitation side of it. With cold weather, you tend to get snow and, and ice, and down here, they don't really know how to deal with that. So, um, yeah. Whereas if it's hot, you just have to crank the AC in the car a little more. It's not going to affect and, and travels. You guys get a lot more ice than we do. We right. we just don't. Kansas City, kind of, they get the worst part of the ice. That's, yes. They get it bad. So, Well, of course, we'll uh, produce this and post a show with World Class Show Notes. There'll be a few out there out at dot. TV. Uh, just a reminder, Mike Weger out again for the second week in a row. No, I haven't fired Mike. He's just been do- busy doing some stuff with the uh, with the family. John Aidlot uh, spent some time with us last week. Big thanks to John. Got me excited about uh, bicycles and not riding them across the country like he did. But electric bicycles, something I'm kind of thinking about. So, John, thanks for coming on the show as well. Introduced him a little bit earlier. But Dan Lefebvre uh, from Based on a True Story Podcast.com. That's a Dan, that's a that's a mouthful to get out. I have to remember that every Saturday morning. So so uh, Dan has sponsored the mug out at Ask the Podcast Coach. If you join us on Saturday mornings at uh, 930 Central, uh, Dan has been the mug sponsor for for based on a true story podcast.com. Um Dan, welcome. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I've been a big fan for a while. Well, I appreciate that. Let's get to know you a little bit. Listen, first of all, if you're watching the video, you've got the, you've got the biggest nerd setup behind you geekery going on. Like it's, listen, I saw it and I was like, Oh <laughs> man, after my, my kids give me a hard time, my wife, a hard time about having nine monitors down here, but you, you have it as well. What get, give us a little, give us a quick, while people are looking at us, give us a quick studio tour there. What do you, what do you have behind you? Sure. Yeah. So I'll see if I can point correctly. So this computer is for this, that monitor and go the other way, that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a graphics tablet to to draw on. Okay. So that's like for your graphic design, for the work that you do, some of those kinds of yeah. things. That's a work, that's a work computer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, one of the things I do is I teach Photoshop 
courses online and so like compositing and, and stuff and sketching and, and, and painting yeah. and stuff. So yeah. um so that's that. I use that essentially as kind of a entertainment, something on in the background while I'm working, things like that. Uh this over here is my uh PC laptop that um also is a, a Wacom tablet as well. So mm-hmm. I can I can sketch on that. And then those yeah, dual Three. monitors with RGB lighting behind them, right? Yes. Some pink RGB lighting behind it. Yep, and I can change the color, of course. It's you can oh, do yeah. it with any RGB these days. So yeah. you know, depends on what the mood is for the day. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, you, do you have it connected? Here's the important part: is it connected to one of the device? You know, one of the assistants, so you can tell the assistant set the mood and it changes the color. It is, but I'll be honest, and um, I haven't gone through setting up like the the different moods for for all of it together like i can just tell it what what color i want it to be um but i haven't taken the time to set up the actual different scenarios and and things like that for it okay um but those three are are connected to this computer right here which is my primary work system um that one's also that's a a cintiq i'm pointing the wrong way that's a cintiq there and then i have a a macbook pro there as well nice so that's three three computers that or four four Two, yeah, the two laptops, um, and then well, one Windows, one one Mac, and then and then that, and then of course the computer I'm on right here too is. Yeah, so that now you're facing us, we're seeing that behind you. You're yeah. so. Is this like then you have your podcast set up? Is this where yep. you do your podcasting from? So I learned pretty early on that if I'm recording on the same uh, same thing that I'm editing on, I make changes to settings, <laughs> and uh, and that that tends to come back to bite me when I'm recording. So this computer is only for recording. I don't touch it in between. I record and then uh, dump things off to the, my primary computer. Mac or PC on that one? On the record? On the this one is, re- it's, it's, yeah, it's a PC. It's an all-in-one. Just a, I went to Best Buy and got a refurbished open yeah. box, cheap. Don't, don't, don't mean much to record audio, so. No, no. Now, video is a different story, but your video looks That's great. True. So we're getting we're getting good. Do you if you if you have a preference of buy versus build, would you rather build it or do do you kind of is just buying what's available the the best for you? So that the the green one there, the, my secondary computer, um, that's one that I built, and then I've I think I built in twenty twelve, and then I've um, upgraded it numerous times since then. Um, the other one is a custom build from CyberPower. Um, I built a computer for uh, a family member <laughs> and uh, went to turn it on and nothing. Yeah. I, so like, and it was like, I don't have extra motherboards or power supplies or any of this stuff to around to find out what the issue is. So I sent it all back and was like, I'm just going to, it's not worth the time to, to figure that out. Yeah. Some, some of us really like the challenge, right. Sure. And of like figuring it out and, and getting it pulled together. I, I, I also, I mean, I'm, I kind of have a hybrid. I've got some built, I've bought some from work when it, once one thing that's great about Gallup is the older equipment, they just, they kind of let it go for, you know, 20 bucks, whatever. Right. And yeah. so you can get some, I mean, I picked up a fairly old core i7, maybe it was probably eight years old when I got it for 25 bucks. And, but, but with today's computer equipment, like it lasts a lot longer than it used to. So you can throw it in the corner, do some things with it. Audio and video work just fine if you're going to do it that way. What what kind of microphone are you using there then for? Uh, this is stuff? the SE Electronics V7. Okay. So it's essentially uh, SE Electronics, their version of the Shure SM58. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds good. That's in the so price range wise. Is that like in the one ninety nine to? I think it was like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. So yeah, the ninety nine dollars. So yeah, so super cheap. Okay. I used to have uh, when I first started the show. I used a Rode. Can't remember if it was the NT one or the NT one A, but that was the condenser um, mic that was like four hundred bucks, and I got it for like half price. Um, so I used that. It was great. Loved it for a while, but then a storm knocked out my DBX two eighty six S and. It was because I, I, I had to use that for the noise gate since it was a condenser. So it was a matter of switching to, I decided to switch to a dynamic. Yeah, no, these, and these are easier just to be honest. They just, they're easier mics to, yeah. I think to wield yeah. and to use. They don't pick up as much background noise and some, and they, I think <laughs> they're most impressive on zoom calls. So you join it, you know, you join a company zoom call and they're like, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what? No, what, what are you doing? Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it's um. Oftentimes, I'm like, do I want it? Because my I two, you know, I have my podcasting and kind of home rig here, and then if you pivot this way, all my work stuff is here. So okay, six monitors this way, four <laughs> monitors this way, right? That sounds like I have a few more to get to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an obsession, Dan. No, don't don't try to keep up. It's not a good. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Um, but. Um, uh, both, you know, they, they all have their, uh, and I'm sure this is true for you too. They all have their purpose. And I, I don't know about you and, and I bet you're, you you feel this way too. I need to see, like, I want to have Slack up and I want to have Twitter up and I want to have things I'm monitoring. I got the cameras mm-hmm. up, the, the ring cameras are up for me. I want to see everything. It's not mm-hmm. enough. If it's hidden, it's gone. I kind of, are are you the same way? Do you like things kind of where you can see them? Yep. Yep. Each monitor has a purpose. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, that's, and you know, some people go like, well, that's kind of a waste. You could be doing, you could be doing multiple things on a monitor. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to, (laughs) Yeah. you know, I, I want one thing because I want to do it all the time and I want to do it really well. I will say the, uh, my biggest exception to that is when I'm writing, like writing for the podcast, um, I do find it's easier than just because of words UI to, to split the screen. So I'll have two word documents on the same screen. And then on the other screen, I can have research materials or whatever it is, you know, on the web browser, that kind of thing that I'm doing. But, uh, that's kind of my, probably my biggest exception to that. Yeah. In other words, yeah. Yeah. And I have... I have, I do a lot of customer support stuff. So I'll have the portal up. I might have a supporting website uh, that I need for that. And I mm-hmm. might have, uh, you know, a browser window open and email on the other one. I want to see them all at the same yep. time, you know, and that's still not enough monitor because <laughs> I've got a word doc and a, and a, you know, and a text doc open. I could do two more <laughs> if I wanted to. So, well, super impressive setup. We talked about Thanks. your podcast based on a true story podcast. Uh, you can find it. I put it in the chat room, but based on a true story podcast.com, if you want to check it out, what got you in, in the podcast is kind of what it sounds like. It is really, you talk to the experts. So there's a, and I, I want to say movie, but you've done some TV shows, you've done some media things, right? So we'll just, we'll call them movies for now. Cause that's the easiest thing to remember. I, you know, like band of brothers, that wasn't really a right. movie, but right. Right. Okay. So we'll just call them, we'll call them movies for now. <laughs> But what got you thinking? You're 180 some episodes in at this point, I think. What got you into this interest of like, okay, how do we flesh out? Because you know, we all know movies have a a variety of truth in them. Sometimes very close, sometimes not close at all. What what got you into doing a podcast like this? Um. So 
I used to work for a company that um, taught the software for, for movies and games for mm. feature films. So like, you know, Maya and, and 3ds max and, you know, the software that's used by like Pixar and stuff. Um, and so I ran the content marketing team there and as a lot of tech companies do, you know, you have like a hack day and try to f- figure out new ideas, ways we can grow. Uh, one of the guys on my team was like, well, why don't we start a podcast? We were running blog and that's super popular. And we have access to talking to some of these people that work on movies and games. So we started a uh, branded podcast and I ran that for about a year until the, uh, that office was completely shut down. And so obviously the, the podcast didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point I decided, this, I love this podcasting thing. I want to, I want to do something. Um, and just kind of, I've always been a fan of history and kind of my, my background, uh, with knowledge of movie production and stuff. Uh, it kind of seemed like a natural fit. Um, I can tell you the, the story of when I actually came up with the idea was because of Les Mis, um, mm-hmm. which I mentioned on, on that episode, uh, went to go see the musical with, um, my wife at the time. And, on the way back, it was just how much of what I just watched actually happened. And so when I was thinking about podcast ideas, when I knew I wanted to do a podcast, think about podcast ideas, that conversation popped in my head. And I was like, you know, if, if I'm doing that on, on the way back, I bet there's other people that are doing that too. Maybe this could be a, a viable mm. idea for a show. And then I just started doing some research to see if it actually would be, if there were be enough movies to cover turns out there's a lot of them so <laughs> yeah yeah so uh and, and yeah. they'll continue to be more and right continue to be more yeah jim, jim shoemaker in a chat room i didn't realize this he says i listen to every based on a true story oh awesome i'm a patreon supporter love it and thanks, so jim. jim thanks for for saying that um okay so uh part of it though is what's the truth and what's a lie right and you do this little segment on there called three th- two truths and a lie, lie. Mm-hmm. So we've come up, uh, hopefully, are, are you okay? Did you get, did sure. you find three? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we have three, uh, we have three things about Dan. He's going to say those here in a second. Let's do it like you're on your podcast. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we'll see, we'll get the chat room to see if they can figure out what was the truth, the what was the truth and what was the lie. So Dan, what do you got for us? Okay. Um, I will say, I'll list them off as one, two, and three. So number one, my podcast is always streamed live. Okay. Number two. I used to teach the artists that make movies and games. Okay. Number three, I'm a full-time podcaster and I also teach online courses. Okay, let's go over those one more time. So okay, number so one was... Number one, my podcast is always streamed live. Always streaming live. Okay. Number two. Two, I used to teach the artists that make movies and games. Okay. And number three, I'm a full-time podcaster and I also teach online classes. All right. We gave some of that away in the intro I, I, already. Yeah. So that's okay. okay. That's Usually okay. I do the two truths in life first. That's yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, no worries. No worries. Well, well, so listen to those. We'll kind of come back here at the, at the end and talk about it. What, um, as you think about your, as you think about the, the whole body of work that you've done, and if you were to give a percentage of like, are, are movies more lies or more it's and it's theater let's not call it lies right. let's call it theater right, right. cuz that's really what it is are they more the, in 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 most cases are they more theater than they are fact or do you get a feel for that or does it just kind of depend um it really kind of depends so like like you're saying it, it is not not i mean i i call it two truths and a lie but you know it's right. it's very creative I, one of um 
I was talking to, I'm trying to remember who it was I was talking to. Um, one of the historical consultants that I, I talked to, he said it very, very well. And I'm going to paraphrase it, but basically he's saying his job as a historical consultant is to tell the director on the movie, this is what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And then they make the decision to make a conscious decision to uh, turn away from that or to follow that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, um, it, it's going to depend on the story. Yeah, I can, mm -hmm. I can give an example of a, a, an episode that is not out yet, but it, it yeah. will be. I, I talked to the, uh, the creator and the showrunner on the History Channel's Project Blue Book. Um, and I talked to them about like, what, it, what is it like to, to create a show, not a movie, but a TV show that is based on true events, but not only that, but also based on aliens and UFOs that nobody believes in and all this stuff and, you know, government conspiracies and cover-ups and, mm. and things like that. So there's going to have to be in that, there's going to have to be a lot more of the creative side to fill in some of those holes than something like Apollo 13, where I spent hours and hours and hours reading the actual transcripts of everything going back and forth. Cause it's all logged in. NASA yeah. has everything on their website. Do you, do you feel like you have to bring some of that research to the podcast? You often have experts that are on with you. Do, how how ready do you feel like you need to be when you're going to the recording? Do you feel like you have to be an expert on it as well? Uh, not necessarily. So there's, if you listen to the back catalog of episodes, there's actually two different types of episodes that I do. Uh, when I first started the show, um, I did it part-time as uh, just a, thing alongside a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. interviewing people was not something that I did very often. Just the logistics of scheduling, as I'm sure you're well aware, is can be difficult <laughs> to do. Um, so I decided, well, what's something that I can do? I can create all of this on my own, my own free time, whenever, and then, you know, not really tied to any sort of a specific timeline. Um, so the those episodes are all solo narrative and I do all the research and, and, and all that. So I have to know a lot more going into that. Uh, when I'm doing an interview, I actually specifically try to only know, like if I watch this movie or watch this show and then I want, I think that this all happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into it with that. I'm, I'm not doing much research beforehand. I do. I mean, obviously watch the movie and, yeah probably a little bit more than <laughs> most people do yeah. to, to prep for the interview. Um, but I try to come at it as, as a viewer of the movie wondering those questions. And so I can start right. to discover that along the way as I'm talking to this, these experts. Yeah, there is some discovery. Uh, we were talking a little bit in pre-show about this. There is some, there's some value in kind of discovering on the show as you're doing the interview, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of makes it feel genuine. Do you, do you think that's true? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I do send all, all questions ahead of time. So the guest mm -hmm. knows, you know, kind of where we're going. I sent uh, you zero questions. Dan. <laughs> you know, well, I feel like I kind of have to because, well, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the guests, yeah. um, they want to make sure that they don't say things that, you know, especially if they actually worked on the movie, they want to make sure they don't say anything. But I also I also organize always organize the um, the episode in the order of the movie. So kind of following right. the movie's timeline. Um, and so if, if they know kind of what the high points are that we're going to hit on, then they can come prepared, hopefully some like, uh, yeah. the imitation yeah. game episode, you know, they did some research that he had the historian of Bletchley Park do some research to answer one of the questions. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, 
I find it. So what I do for work is very similar, except we do more research at work before we do the podcast. And I'm actually finding I, I do like having some notes that I'm following, even though mm-hmm. I make it feel like it's impromptu. I f- make it feel like we're just floating out there, you know, kind of following, meandering with the universe, so to speak. Yeah. But it's it's in some cases, it's very planned. I think the trick is to just m- not make it feel too forced right. in that, right, when you give them too much. Uh, Jim uh, chimes in. He says uh, he's often bought the DVDs after listening to oh, an nice. episode. Like Band of Brothers series, often the DVDs are really cheap, uh, maybe even yeah. used on Amazon, right? A great way. Probably even streaming. They may be able to, you may be able because you do, you, you don't, you're not necessarily the newest movies, right? It's it. It's sometimes movies that are a couple years old. Maybe it's even going back a decade, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done movies. Uh, I covered um, the Wake Island movie that was made during World War II in 1942. So it was mm. still released during the war. Yeah. Um, and the guy that I talked to on that, uh, you know, basically wrote the definitive book on that battle. So uh, he was super, super informative. But we also got into like this movie was made during the war. And so it is going to be part propaganda. Yeah. I mean, just realistically, <laughs> that's. go. Listen, go back and watch some of the movies from oh, the, yeah. the mid 40s through the mid 50s. They're painful. Like yeah. you just kind of, like, oh, that stuff would never go today. No, <laughs> you, no. you would never, but a completely different day, right? In that, do you find for for older movies, do you have trouble finding um, experts to come on, or do you find it easy to find experts because they've been out there for so long? It really kind of varies. Okay. Um, so my process is usually if you know I, I know that this is a movie I want to cover, I try to find who I think would be the best person to uh, to talk about that. Um, and if I can't get them on or if they don't, if they don't, don't agree to come on the show, I don't, I'm not going to do all the, the interview prep and all that kind of stuff beforehand. So at any given time, I've got dozens of movies that are kind mm-hmm. of, if, when I hear back from this person and able to get it scheduled, then that's when I'll do the research and actually turn it into an episode. So yeah. it's not quite as ske- scheduled that way. I guess it's a lot of it is based on when I can get to talk to somebody. So you got kind of an idea of some mm-hmm. things you want to cover, and then you probably put some feelers out for some, maybe some guests or whatever. And when, like Hollywood, sometimes when those guests become available is when you can actually, when you guys should, have you ever had any trouble getting, like, you know, sometimes guests can be a little demanding. <laughs> it's like, especially if they're kind of famous. Have you had any, any brush, you know, brush with fame or had any, had any trouble getting guests? Uh, cause sometimes they, they say yes. And then they reschedule, right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Has that, has that been a problem at all? Um, no names. You don't have to mention any names. No, I mean, usually, you know, when, when they're up there, usually I'm, I'm actually working with, uh, like their PR person or something. Okay. So a, a great example, again, this, this episode, um, is not out yet, but, um, it will be in a few weeks. Uh, I, talked to um steven nafee who wrote the pulitzer prize winning biography on vincent van gogh and emailed him directly to see if he wanted to come on the show um he has a brand new book coming out in the beginning of november so he's like yeah this will be a great opportunity uh let me hand you off my pr person so we we actually scheduled all that stuff and um Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times it's it's kind of that and and knowing that maybe you can't get in touch with the person directly, but usually they're going to have an agent or somebody that's going to handle all that for them and, and, and working with that. So 
Do you ever get surprised? And and this happens to me sometimes. Do you ever get surprised? Um, like you think a guest is going to be tough, and you get talking to them, and they just they're just easy. They just this is going to be great. Or, or maybe the reverse. <laughs> like, uh, I, a, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that's, um, again, no names. <laughs> not, well, I, 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 I can say one of the names that has nothing to do with the guest is a hundred percent. Um, my research, mm. uh, beforehand. Um, mm. and it was, uh, Dr. Zahi Hawass, the, uh, renowned Egyptologist. Mm. Um, I had him on to talk about the old classic Cleopatra movie. And, uh, I, went to my normal process, did all the research, you know, basing it on the movie and all this kind of stuff. And, and pretty early on in the interview, he's like, well, we don't really know much about Cleopatra. Most of this is based on Shakespeare. Um, so I'm like, uh, so that answers all the rest of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> what do I do? What'd you do? How'd you, how'd you handle the rest of the interview? Well, I mean, I, I, I always come with some extra questions as, mm. as kind of, backups and things like that just yeah. in case i never i don't always get to them but uh, in that case i certainly did and um kind of fortunately he's a he was a super busy busy guy if you've ever seen a documentary on ancient egypt he's the one that's in it so super busy guy so he only could give me half an hour of his time anyway so yeah yeah it was it was pretty got pretty it quick got it and got it done i've kind of avoided i'll be honest with you i avoid uh, kind of the famous tech folks just because I, I don't want to deal with that one we record Thursday nights, so it would be, it's impossible to get them in a lot of cases in early on, you know, I would do some interviews where I'd move, I'd pre-record them and then bring them on. And, and at the end of the day, I was just like, uh, you know what, I'm going to, this is the average guy network. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to kind of focus on the rest of us, right. Yeah. Just in having folks on. So listeners and, and, you know, folks in the tech space that are trying to, you know, have, maybe have a new product they're trying to get out there, some of those kinds of things. And we've made some really good friends that way. Do you have any, um, uh, speaking of that, do you have any folks like you've used a couple times because they've been such a great guest? Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about the Band of Brothers episode. So that's yeah. uh, Marty Morgan. Um, he came on to talk about The Longest Day first, and then he mm. came on to talk about Saving Private Ryan. And then we did three interviews for band of brothers and the current series that's going on right now is also um the pacific which is kind of hbo's um follow-up to to band yeah. of brothers are you um, mostly yeah. a world war ii guy or do you do you, do you get do you get all over i specifically try to not only be world war ii because yeah. the entire podcast could just be world war yeah. ii yeah. um but like it was stephen nafee you know i was talking about vincent van gogh and and you know in our history and stuff so um and like with the Project Blue Book, like I, I mentioned that, you know, well, so try to try to balance around a lot. You did Bohemian Rhapsody, which mm -hmm. is right. So, I mean, that would kind of be modern. That would be yeah. modern day. The 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 thing, the the part of that movie that's, I guess, is famous now is the, I think it's the REM guy, the record label guy, who is Mike Myers, who is represented by Mike Myers. I, apparently, that he was, it was uh, in a good example of what you talked about earlier one person encapsulating maybe four or five conversations with the record company on that for the movie's sake, they bring that into one, one, like it's just easier and more entertaining for us to see that in a single person or opposed to multiple. That's a movie where I, I've, uh, you know, maybe 60, 70% accurate. You did the review. Do you remember 
more accurate than less, more entertainment than less? Do you remember it all on that? I think, as I recall, my um, kind of walking away with that was Um, of the stuff that they showed, it was pretty accurate. But and a lot of movies do this, like you're talking about, you know, they'll use composite characters and merge mm -hmm. people together. Or another huge thing that they do is just change the timeline. So you don't get to see a lot of the things that actually did connect the dots in between the plot points that you do see. Um, But, you know, I mean, again, yeah, it's a it's a movie. It's got to be um, entertaining. And that was the yeah. um, end of the day. I've t- you know, a lot of the historical consultants I've talked to, they're like, it's a movie. And if nobody's going to watch this, what's the point? Like, it's, yeah. like you know, end of the yeah. day, it has to put people in the seats. So yeah, has to follow some of those common storylines. Well, they made made huge strides to make, you know, think about the ending where, and no spoilers here, I won't give any spoilers. But if you, if I do, you should have watched it by now. The, uh, <laughs> That's the, kind of my, my thought process. In most of the movies, if you haven't seen it by now, yeah, <laughs> you should have. You should have. Whether whether at Live Aid, mm-hmm. they took meticulous, you know, um, d- attention to detail, yeah, to match those up. And you can watch these on YouTube where they show the movie versus the real, and in it's. I mean, it is super super close, mm-hmm. and even some of the actors are very 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 close to looking like them right mm-hmm. and um and, and so and yet some of the details yeah they okay, okay we we consolidated this in a little bit we uh you know uh freddie mercury was maybe not as in bad of shape as we as the ma- the movie made it look you know they needed to create a little drama at the end there right you know type deal so oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you get yeah you got to you got to have that drama in there again otherwise <laughs> yeah. nobody's going to watch it <laughs> yeah oh it's still a very entertaining movie i think in that same genre uh, and i don't think you've done this one but the elton john uh, oh yeah rocket, no, I is it rocket man yeah it's the same kind of genre mu- much more i mean it's more of a musical than it is a movie mm. Uh, but but definitely autobiographical in that sense. Another one uh, you did cover in episode ninety eight. You covered Pirates of the Silicon Valley, and that'd be of a lot of interest because in this community, I've been doing this mm-hmm. for ten or eleven years. Mac versus PC has been, and it just recently in the last couple of years has really. I mean, you have both PC and Mac. Do you, do you care anymore? You use the tool that you need, right? Um, I will say so. I I, I have a PC and Mac now. That's the that's new as of you know a, a few months ago, hmm. um, and for a long time I did not um, really do anything with with Apple products. I just didn't hmm. didn't pay for them. I worked in studios where they would use um, Apple products, um, but uh, honestly, it was it was like I can get the same sort of power for <laughs> a lot less. I'm a yep. cheapskate, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it, it was just yeah. kind of outside. But uh, but recently, I have been getting into. I got the new iPhone, uh, switched over from Android. So you know, so. well, listen, hey, I was a PC guy for the longest, and I'm still a PC guy. Like I still, yeah. most of my you computers are PC, right? Yeah. Uh, recently purchased the M1. I just had a lot of M1 envy. I had to see what this new chip was all about. The M2s are going to be even better. And mm-hmm. my daughter's been talking; she's going to need another computer. And I was like. Well, maybe you'll get the M1 and I'll order the M2. <laughs> you know, having that conversation, I've really enjoyed it. Um, uh, was Android or was or was a Windows Phone a guy for a while, and then uh, Android? I did the Palm OS, and eventually, mm-hmm. I think with the iPhone six, kind of landed on the iPhone. I'd 
right before that, I'd had an Android phone that heated up to the temperature of the sun every time I used it. Like, and I'd get, I'd, when I traveled, I'd get three hours of battery life. And I was like, this is yeah. dumb. Like I need, yeah. so I switched over to the iPhone. I've never looked back, but for me, it's really all about what works, right? Like yeah. what's working for me. So I'm assuming if you're on iPhone and to be honest with you, there's not a ton of difference, right? Between an Android device and an iPhone, we've kind of, even between the Mac and you're doing both between a Mac and a PC, do you really see that big of a difference anymore? Like when you get on a Mac, do you think like, oh, I'm on a Mac? I, it's kind of like, yeah. okay, I'm I need to do what I'm doing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. There's really not that much of a difference. The biggest difference is just the MacBook is not as powerful as my desktop, and that would be the same, <laughs> same for any any computer that way. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's really not that much of a difference. In the in this this show was a while ago, the one that you did. It was. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to come back with all the details, <laughs> but again, as you're thinking about that, that. Um, more sensationalized than, because there was all, listen, I grew up in the, I grew up in the Silicon Valley when this was happening. I lived in the Valley. I was Mm. down the street from where where HP was founded. I, I was, you know, five miles from Wozniak's garage, right? I was there when this was, my dad worked for IBM, right? I was in there, right? And we didn't hear all these things. So so was the movie a little more sensationalized if, from what you remember, yeah. Uh, to make the story work. Yeah, I think so. And I think a big part of that too is it was a made for TV movie. So the budget mm-hmm. was a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, and really until more recently, I think that movie was what, 97, 98. Um, I think really until more recently, some of those people just didn't really talk about it. Like Bill mm-hmm. Gates just didn't really talk about Apple and Steve, I mean, he's not that he, he still does. You can find some quotes out there. I've got some of those in the episode. Um, but I think for a long time, yeah, they just didn't really talk about that a lot. And that I'm sure fueled some of that Mac versus PC as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he said, she said type thing, you know, who, who, who are you going to believe? Um, well, in a lot of movies yeah. recently on jobs, right. I mean, on Steve jobs and, and what, I mean, we've seen some, Mm-hmm. books and a lot of things are coming. He was a very secretive person. Mm-hmm. And so just a lot of that stuff was not going to come out kind of during those, uh, during those times. It's taken some, it's taken some time for it to roll. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill Gates has had some uh, problems of his own as of late. And, and, you know, so we're starting to hear more of those, uh, those kinds of things. I think it, there was also, if I think about the time you haven't done this one, but there was that movie, the net Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was like speaking right, of I, movies that don't age well with tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look back and you're like, oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> like it does not that doesn't work that way at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. I always I always like to point to um, Jurassic Park where like they're um, fixing the locks on the doors and she's like, oh, this is a Linux system. I know this, and it's like this 3D interface, like old 3D interface. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You're like that's not that's not really that's not really true. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not the well, and I even think uh, as we think of like Star Trek, the original, right, mm-hmm. and what they thought technology was going to be like, right, and so they're still using push buttons and switches. Mm-hmm. Right. By the time we get to next generation, there's a lot of now we're kind of thinking, and and that actually has kind of aged better than the original series, right? The 
the tech out of that, you can kind of watch now that the outfits are terrible. Let's just be clear. Like the next generation outfits. Are you techie at all? Do you, do you watch Star Trek? Are you a Trekkie um, at all? I, I mean, I have. I've watched it. Um, that was my family growing up was super religious. So we yeah. wouldn't really watch okay. much not, TV not much growing TV. up. So I didn't really grow up with it, but I've watched it right. since then. So, so they get, they get a little bit closer. And then of course, some of the episodes since, you know, some of the, I think of the space nine and some of those, mm-hmm. and then even looking at some of the tech, the star Wars tech has gotten, you know, mm-hmm. as we've gotten, you know, all of a sudden R2D2 could fly and you're like, who, <laughs> who would have thought um, you've, you've done the Lord of the Rings though, right? On your podcast, mm-hmm. you've gone back and looked at those. Have you gone back and looked at the star Wars? Uh, well, that won't be historical and neither would Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, so how would you, how did you do those? <laughs> those those were april fool's episodes uh, so for, uh, on april 1st uh, uh yeah that's that was just honestly i just love lord of the rings so uh, that's, that's a great it's a great i was like wait a minute those yeah. are... <laughs> no, so, in our house they lord of the rings is historical for sure yes, it really yes. happened at our house <laughs> <laughs> so the the kind of the shtick that i did with that was i uh, pretended like the book was you know the the history so yeah. how much they changed from the book to, yeah. to the movies that was kind of the, the comparison uh, there yeah but yeah there's yeah did you do that one with somebody or was that just you? That you no, did? that was before I, that was before I started doing this full time. So, um, those were all the individual solo, solo yeah. episodes. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Listen, that whole, that there, there's a whole canon that's gigantic for that. And there are people who already are looking ahead, like the opposite direction. Like, well, you know, when is Jonathan Archer? I mean, he's going to be born here pretty quick because like Star Trek said it was true, <laughs> you know, and you, you just kind of like, oh, gosh. Yeah. No, you're maybe taking that a little too seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there. I mean, I haven't done a lot of research into it, but one episode I, I thought would be fun to do is like some real tech that came out of Star yeah. Trek and some yeah. real tech that came out of like the other way yes. around, you know, and yeah. and uh, I obviously haven't done that yet, but that's a. Yeah, no, you would get, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Trek fan, so I've, I've seen them all studied them on that. And certainly I remember in, in next generation, them having handheld, you know, on my phone, I guess my phone's in my pocket, them having these handheld devices, which we didn't have. This was, this would have been, uh, I got to Germany in 86. So this would have been 87, 87, 88. And they're doing things, you know, on a thing like this. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, well, Yep. Here, here we are. The, the, the reality is though, they're not staring at them 24 seven, like we do, right. We're on <laughs> these things all the time. They're only using them. The other thing I thought was like, they would be doing these complex comp, you know, computations on them, like astrophysics. And I was like, there is no way that thing could do astrophysics. And then you're kind of like, well, no, I mean, today you're like, well, I guess they could. <laughs> I mean, I, I would prefer to do that on many monitors than my small phone. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it was funny the in the, the original series, you know, Spock would always look into the and they did that. So they didn't have to show anything like, cause, mm-hmm. you know, they so they kind of hit it on purpose. By the time we get to next generation, they're showing these things, these animations now that that kind of make more sense. I was trying to think, but there are, you know, there are those things we think about like back to the future. They had those shoes and the, you know, there were that would self lace and somebody yeah. in the, and like last year, I think they were due by last year. Cause that's when they showed up on the movie. Somebody made them. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so yeah. it's, um, it, it's always interesting when we, well, in all the Terminator movies that some of them are set in, you know, I think one of them is set in 2018. 
right? I mean, so they made it at some point and then they're thinking, well, oh, yeah, it'll be, it always seems closer than it actually is. You know, you get there, oh, 2063. And like all of a sudden we're there and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't <laughs> the same. So you're not, um, you don't do a lot of those forward facing movies at all or, or the movies that are going back in time for stuff more historical stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, based on a true story. So it's, I mean, with right. the exception of Lord of the Rings, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. Any, any other thoughts on when, when you've done um, like, okay, you did the right stuff, mm -hmm. right? And that there's a big, in this community, there's a big, a uh, lot of fans of NASA and, and some of those. How did that fare? That's again, that's, that was all that stuff was fairly secretive in its day. Right. I mean, we weren't public. How did that fare um, uh, once they started putting that was a TV series, right, that they put together? Right. Wasn't that or was that a movie? Um, I you thought know? it was a movie straight on. OK. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, you know, as I recall on that one, I think that I think again, like most of the main main points, because, yeah, I mean, it was a secretive then, but, you know, documented since then. Um as I recall, it did a pretty decent job as far as movies do. I okay. mean, but yeah. uh, I will say that episode is the first time I got turned down for an interview. Oh, like, really? They actually replied and said no. <laughs> Bummer. Yep. How'd yep. that make you feel? Um, I mean, it was Chuck Yeager, so I, I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, he didn't want to do, do the interview. Yeah. <laughs> but he replied. He was, he was super nice. Would you think it was him or PR, that reply? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, can't really. Th I mean, it was it was an, a short enough email that um, it was it that would didn't really feel markety or PR type. But yeah, mm -hmm. you never know. Do you find um, there are more like there are areas or sectors that are more friendly than others? Like are book authors a little more friendly than than movie stars or directors? Does it does that matter? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, I mean, anybody that I've talked, everybody I've talked to has been really, really nice. Um, I will say like, uh, book authors, if they have a book coming out, then they tend to be more time-based. Like it matters more when it's, when it is released. Um, others like, like with the Pacific, you know, Marty Morgan, he actually worked on, on that series. Um, but, uh, as he revealed in, one of the episodes, I can't remember if it's one that's already out yet or not, but um, he was like, I, he didn't have a good relationship when, when that ended. And so he hadn't gone back to watch the series that he worked on mm. until interviewing for the show. So it was kind of interesting in that way, but um, yeah, I can't, I mean, I, everybody's just been really, really nice. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's every, everybody I've talked to, they're all great. Yeah, they're and and willing to come on. It's a podcast. It's has yeah. it gotten any as podcasting has gotten more popular, so to speak. Has it gotten any easier, or is it harder to get guests to come on? I think honestly, twenty twenty made it easier okay. um, because a lot of people were had things postponed or whatever, and they were sitting around at home. Um, it also made it easier for the tech side. A lot more people understand. I use uh, Squadcast to record, but. I basically tell them it's Zoom, but it has better quality audio. Oh, okay, I get that. And you click on the link, and it takes you there, and it's pretty well set up. Um, more people are familiar with using mics and <laughs> yeah, and webcams yeah. and things. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. do the video side. You know, I right. record right. it all and then you know edit afterwards. But right. uh, 
God, yeah, more people are just using them. It used to take me, you know, when I was doing interviews for work, I would schedule 30 minutes ahead of the live time. Oh, yeah. Just to make sure. And, uh, man, I'd use all 30 minutes. Like, uh, oh, really? Just set, years set up ago. And stuff? Yeah, troubleshooting yeah. sound. And lately, we get, we're set up in five minutes and then we yeah. stare at each other for 20 minutes. <laughs> and I, I was, for the, the other day, I was thinking, I should, I should change that to 15. That I had that thought that morning. I did a podcast, uh, and the took us 35 minutes to get we were five minutes late mm. because of one sound issue. And I was like, nope, gonna leave it 30. That's the smart, that's the smart way to go, especially live because we're gonna get we, you know, we recruit an audience to come out and join us. And yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to disappoint them and such. Um, Dan, when you think about a World War II, since I know you don't do everything World War II, but you've done a lot of World War II, what if you think about what you reviewed that may be the most accurate or the truest to that genre, like, or the closest, that's probably the best. I hate that word true in this sense, <laughs> but the closest, most accurate, whatever is there, or, or do you have a favorite in that, in that, in that area that you kind of lean towards You go, yeah, I really like this movie or this work for world war two. Um, that's a, that's a really good question. Cause you, with something like that, they uh, World War II movies, their biggest, hey, I don't want to say the word failure because it is creative decisions, but they, mm. they usually it's it's going to be all uh, timeline-based. Yeah. Like, oh, that that didn't actually happen here. Or, you know, that battle that they show taking place for like five minutes, that was actually 60 days, you know? Yeah. Um, or like uh, the landing scene, you know, um, the beaches of D-Day and saving private Ryan. Everybody's like, Oh, that's what, that's what it was like. I talked to uh, Marty about that. He's like, yeah, that's what it was like in the bloodiest part of that. But like 150 yards over here, they, there's practically no resistance mm -hmm. or this beach over here. Like they're, the guns weren't facing that way. So they, you know, they, there wasn't as, as much resistance or right. so, yeah, that's another aspect of it that, especially when it comes to war movies, not only do they, you know, tell a story, um, but you gotta have some violence in there. And so they're yeah. going to pick the most violent parts of it. And yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, they got to sell tickets, right? Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, I, th yeah. I think of the old, uh, Tora, Tora, Tora versus the new midway, uh, same ah, yes. covering cover that one covering you did. Did you cover uh, midway? I did cover midway. Yeah. Okay. With the guy that wrote the book on it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, Craig so, Simons. Not well, okay, and then we compare it to uh, what was the one um, with with uh, Ben Affleck, Pearl uh, Harbor, Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily critically acclaimed, right? And I, I actually, I liked Midway better. I liked yeah. now. I don't know how accurate it was. You know, he actually, uh, when I talked to Craig, he said that was pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, there were there were times, even even to times of um, some of the things that seemed like, oh, this this must be a Hollywood moment that this plane happened to you know i think it was a, a dive bomb or something like that just happened yeah. to hit the race like no that that happened that's, like i mean well, sometimes great. it changed the way i looked at dive bombing i never really thought like these guys we were throwing crap planes out there i mean they were terrible <laughs> and literally like spare skins and stone knives <laughs> like i mean they would pull a lever then they'd have a they'd have a mechanical aiming thing that i mean 
they were just hoping they could get close enough to this thing to drop the bomb so it'd stick and then pull up and pull out. Yeah. You know, and the flaps would come out. And what I appreciated about Midway was just the cinematography of it to be, to really show, first of all, I'm super afraid of heights. So that made me queasy the whole time I was watching it. Right. Uh, but just kind of that, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, that it was fairly accurate. Cause I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this was pretty amazing and a pretty amazing day in the war. I mean, yeah. Um, it, 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 a pivotal, like a, like a very pivotal day in, in that whole, in the, in the, in the, in the whole conflict. And so it's, I, I appreciated that where Pearl Harbor was, uh, accurate or not. And it wasn't at all like, <laughs> I don't think at all. There was, I mean, it happened Pearl Harbor is December seven. There was an attack. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Did you uh, cut, yeah. did you do Pearl Harbor as well? Have you? Did you? Um, I I kind of taught. I I did one with a, a fellow podcaster, kind of as a Pearl Harbor day. Like, which one would you rather see? Tor 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 Pearl Harbor. We went kind of back and forth on on some of that, but I haven't really covered it in depth. Um, there are some of the historians that I have talked to that have just flat out and said, that's the one movie I'm not going to talk about. (laughs) Um, so, but uh, I really appreciated as a kid, Tora, Tora, Tora was the one kind of the one I would look towards as kind of the, as close as, you know, you, we didn't know, but it was, it was one I respected, I guess, from that standpoint. So when I got a chance to see Midway, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought Midway was well done. I think um, it, it's one of those uh, as an example of them kind of picking some of the more, um, what's the right word? The the, the bigger parts yeah. of that conflict. Yeah. I mean, Midway obviously was was huge. I can't remember the exact phrase that Craig said, but uh, something like you know, there are ten minutes in there that the course of the war changed, like yeah. from we're losing to now we're kind of winning, and, and yeah. as far as that goes. Um, but uh, well, and it was yeah. an all. I mean, this was a multi day. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, it was it's a multi-day a... campaign. You can't, it, and they show that in the course of two hours. But and it really, it kind of went. I mean, the drama in that you don't need to make it up. Yeah. You know the the just the drama of in the the morning it didn't for the for the United States the morning didn't look good. We were down thirty eight to nothing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then the afternoon and evening are a completely different story. And so it's just a different, um, it was, it was just for me, like, I really appreciate the sim, uh, pro, uh, uh, appreciated cinemato- cinematography in that. Yeah. And just how, like I learned like, Oh my God, I would have, there is no way I could have yeah. done. I mean, flying and, and like, yikes. Yeah. It, they did a really good job with the CG to put you in the, in yeah. the pilot seat in a lot of, yeah. a lot of points. You're like, eh, yeah, no, Maybe not for me. Do you um do you ever use YouTube as a as, to like go back and see what other people are saying about this from a reference standpoint or from a from a research standpoint? Is YouTube favorable for you at all in that, or is pretty much it uh, just useless for you? Um, I don't watch movie reviews or anything like that. Um, if I'm doing an interview, kind of as I alluded to earlier, I specifically try to avoid um looking up things about the the real history if i have a an expert that i can rely on so i can ask them that question while we're recording um if it's something i'm doing individually then yeah there may be some some things i try to ref- i try to stick to um re- reputable sources you know yeah. a lot you know and that's usually end up being more 
books and, and things like that. Not that there's not reputable people on YouTube, but it's also a lot more to sift through a lot of times. So I, I do sense. enjoy, I mean, I do enjoy the history podcast or the history episode on YouTube. I, if I can find some good ones, there's some really well done. There are some um, that are out. There. I was just watching, you know, this afternoon once uh, uh, an account of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you know, and I knew some, you know, we from France and, but I had forgotten about all that. Like it took them forever mm-hmm. to get the funding. This just didn't have, you know, today we just pay for it. <laughs> but then like the U S government was like, yeah, there's no money for that. Like we're going to have to, they had boxing matches to, in the United States, they would ha- host boxing matches to help pay because the U S agreed to pay for the foundation. Like we, okay, we'll put the pedestal up. Okay. France, you pay for the actual statue type thing. Well, th- again, th- there's, there wasn't money for that. It had to be raised. And so they, they did concerts and band things and parades. And, you know, they even toured the Statue of Liberty around. And you, you were before it was, you know, erected for people to see it, parts of it, not the whole thing. But it was just a different, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It was a completely different yeah. day. You know, we just would have. Somebody would have paid for that thing now, but, but, uh, the American people paid for that, you know, out yeah. of entertainment dollars type thing. So out of all, Dan, out of all your episodes, any, any favorites stand out to you as you think about like, man, I really like this one. <laughs> is it, is it, uh, cheap to say the one I'm currently working on? It's always the <laughs> no. one I'm currently what, working on. What's, what's, what's coming up? Tell folks, if folks haven't listened to you before, what kind of stuff do you have coming up? Uh, yeah, well, um, I've got the three-part uh, Pacific series, episode two actually released um, as of recording this. It re- released today. Uh, episode three will be out in a couple of weeks. And then I've got the interview about um, At Eternity's Gate, which is the Vincent Van Gogh biopic with uh, Stephen Nafee. Um, and then uh, after that, I've got the Project Blue Book interview, and I've got a couple others that I'm that I'm close to, but, you know, until it's actually scheduled, then... You know, sometimes timing changes. <laughs> do, do you think for people listening to your podcast, better to come to the podcast having watched the movie or the the series first and then listen, or the other way around? Um, I've I've heard some of both, where some people are like, "Well, I don't know if I want to watch the movie, and so I want to kind of get an idea of of it beforehand." Um, I I will say I spoil every single movie. You're going to know how it ends. <laughs> um, so there's there's spoilers because yeah. we walk through mo- the movie's timeline spoilers and for sure <laughs> yeah so yeah. if you're okay with that um then cool i try to set up in in my questions and one of the reasons why i do so much um research watching the movie itself is i try to set up how what's going on in the movie because i mean we know people usually aren't watching a movie while they're podcast while they're listening to a podcast usually you're out and about and you Maybe you haven't seen the movie in a while, or mm-hmm. if at all. Um, so I try to set up that around the question itself to give an idea of here's what happened in the movie. Okay, how much of that actually happened? Yeah, Jim Shoemaker, who chimed in before. Jim, let us know in chat, what do you do? Uh, do you watch the movie first and then listen to the podcast? I think I might would watch it, then come to the podcast, then watch it again. Like come back yeah, to it and... Now hearing kind of, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I had the advantage, we joked about Lord of the Rings a little bit earlier, but when I watched Lord of the Rings, my wife had read the book twice. Mm -hmm. And 
So I had her whispering in my ear the whole time, like, okay, this is why this is happening. You know, and it, at first it was kind of annoying, but after a while I'm like, oh, actually this is kind of helpful to get, to kind of fill in some context. And, and I would think watching it a second time after listening to the podcast, you might get that historical fill in where you're like, oh yeah, oh, now that makes sense why that happened in the movie that way because of these events that were behind the scenes where they combined them together. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, there's not that much history in Lord of the Rings, but I will say, no, 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 uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm meaning maybe like imi the imitation game, oh. right. Oh, yeah. Where, where you get, um, you get, there's a way more it, imitation game in particular, way more to it than you can possibly show. Oh yeah. In a I learned so movie, much right? in that just in recording. That was, that was so much fun to, to do that episode. I will say, um, before we go into imitation game, yeah. uh, if you haven't yet, either watch the movie first or listen to the episode. I did an episode uh, on the Tolkien biopic mm. with uh, John Garth, who is he wrote the definitive book on Tolkien, Tolkien in the Great Wars, his his book that um, all about Tolkien during uh, World War One. And so doing that uh, episode, I learned a lot about him as an author and, and how a lot of this stuff kind of influenced what you see in Lord of the Rings and, and Hobbit and mm -hmm all of his writing. So if you haven't, if you want to get some, kind of some of the history side of it, yeah, that's not talking about Lord of the Rings movie, but it's talking about the biopic. So well, I think it's important. Um, I mean, he was, he was an interesting guy. Yeah. I mean, there was, the, he had a whole world. Yeah. And another language or mm -hmm. two locked up inside his head. And you think oh, many languages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we think of, you know, imitation game and, and we think of what was locked up there and all the, you know, of solving that mystery and those puzzles yeah. and getting those kinds of things done. How I listen, I really enjoyed, uh, um, I really enjoyed that movie. I didn't listen to the review or I didn't listen to your podcast on it. Close. Is it, is it, is it worth like, is it historically, is it close at all? Do you remember? Yeah. So it's, it's focused more on Alan Turing, um, mm -hmm. than Bletchley Park as a whole. So, I mean, obviously, Alan Turing was a very important right, right, <laughs> uh, part right. of that. But um, so it, it in in the episode, I because um, I talked to the, the Mark Cotton, he's the uh, producer for the official Bletchley Park podcast. So um, went into a lot of detail around a lot of the stuff that they were doing there. Uh, Tolkien actually uh, was invited to work at Bletchley. Oh, wow. So he's on he's on the list and one of the people that went to one of their mm. uh, code breaking classes. Wow. Uh, he ultimately decided not to. And wrote Lord of the Rings and stuff. So the <laughs> world dead. would be different if, if he, if he had, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, they did, they did a good job on some parts. Um, things like the, you know, they're code breaking there. Some of the things they, they played up for drama, things like, um, how at the every day at midnight, the code books would change. And so everything they did was, was thrown out. Mark made a really good point that, um, just because something is a few days old by the time they, they break it, that doesn't mean it's not helpful. Yeah. You know, especially when you're talking about troop movements and especially the way I didn't realize this until I interviewed him. Um, the way that they broke a lot of that was through some of the most mundane messages. Like mm -hmm. the Germans wouldn't send a message and saying, Hey, we're going to be attacking this town on Friday at 8am. But no, if you know that this, the captain of this, unit is needs he even mentioned new underwear right yeah. <laughs> you know and he's requesting that something is sent 
here, well, that probably means if he's the captain, that probably means that they're going to be there. Right. Um, or that, you know, broke a lot of things because of the Luftwaffe because they can't have hard wire connections, right. <laughs> you know? Right. right? So yeah. being able to break it over the, over the, yeah. over the airwaves. So things like that, you know, it's, it's just a lot of stuff that doesn't really get talked about in the movie because it focuses more on Turing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all relevant historical context, I think. I think one of the things I read, I was, this is uh, earlier today, I was actually reading your transcripts, which I almost never do, but I was in a spot where I couldn't listen to it and I wanted to kind of read. And I think one of the other things too was the movie makes a big deal about the moment when they figure out the uh, Heil Hitler at the end. Like, oh, yeah, oh, these, yeah, the crypts, yeah. And there's also, there were other crypts, it is yeah. a part of like the weather, like the yeah. weather became a crypt, right? And yeah. that from, from that standpoint, there were others. So, but it, it, Again, that's one of those areas where it plays better in the movie. It's simpler. Right. It like, is, and th- it's a lot simpler. So that 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 brings up a great point of you know one of the differences that they did. It wasn't like there was just one code. Like um, you know, the army had multiple codes. Like uh, like the navy had multiple codes. Uh, the Luftwaffe had multiple codes, and even even within them, you know, they units that are stationed in in one area might use a code that's completely different than units stationed in another area. And so one of the biggest challenges that they had to do was to figure out which codes they're going to break Mm. because you can't break every single code every single day. And so we have to decide, are we going to focus more on the Navy codes? Are we going to focus more on the army codes? Um, You know, how are we, how are we going to do that? And some of those decisions you, you yeah. have to figure that out, but then yeah. some of those are going to be left behind. You don't break them for, for later <laughs> until later, or you, right. or you don't at all. Right. You let them have to decide what, what to do. But it is important. Have you gotten any feedback from your listeners where like they get upset that it's, you know, these are entertainment, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we watch these movies. They're kind of made for entertainment mm-hmm. or, or, but some people may take them either a little too serious or, um, they, 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 they take up, they take uh exception to the, to the guest or what you guys are saying yeah. about, did you get any of that kind of feedback? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't please everybody. That's, yeah. that's for sure. In yeah. fact, the imitation. I mean, I do. Episode. I do. Let's be clear. <laughs> I please everybody. But okay, I, I understand. <laughs> there's always an exception to the rule though, right? <laughs> True story. Um, True story. The, uh, Keep the imitation going. game episode, one of the reasons that that one came about with, with Mark, uh, was, because the I actually covered the imitation game as a solo narrative episode as episode number three. And um, when I got in touch with Mark, we kind of started chatting back and forth. I was like, hey, would you be willing to come on and fact check that episode and make sure that I got things right? If not, we can correct it. We can. And then mm-hmm. we actually went through and, and covered a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, and he's great. I mean, hey, he did. And there were some things even that, you know, he pointed out and be like, yeah, that wasn't quite right. But when the movie came out in 2014, 2015, he's like, we didn't know that yet. We just uncovered that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. there's still stuff yeah. being learned. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, I think for some folks, maybe too much to go to a movie, then have it broken down. You're like, oh, you're sure. ruining the fun. Sure. I, I kind of, I'm, I kind of like both. I mean, I kind of like watching it for pure entertainment. Then hearing like, oh, you know, when I, when I heard some of these things like with Bohemian Rhapsody, you're like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then I went and watched all the YouTube videos where they compared the actual live to the, oh, you yeah. know, to the movie. And I found yeah. it fascinating. One, it was a work of art. 
Like I was just like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, this the talent involved in getting these exactly right. Exactly. Well, not exactly, but pretty close to the same is pretty amazing. I don't know if that's for everybody. You know? No, it's not. And yeah. I mean, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not every podcast is for everybody. And right. Well, I mean, this one fine. is. <laughs> this one well, is. Let's be clear again, exceptions that. to every rule. <laughs> Damn, I told you. <laughs> I told you in advance. Um, all right. Let's get back to two truths and a lie. Uh, Dan, uh, re- let's review your, your, let's review those three items and let's see. Chat room, we'll give you a second here to pick it. Okay. Let's, roll, let's roll through those again. Okay. Uh, so, number one. My podcast is always streamed live. Number two, I used to teach the artists who make movies and games. And number three, I'm a full-time podcaster and I also teach online courses. It should be easy for the live audience at this point. We've, we, you, I think you I tried to work, I tried to work some of those in specifically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. more scripted on the, on the show, but <laughs> you, you did nice. So, um, chat room, we're looking for the lie. Which one of those was a lie? One, two or three. We'll give you kind of a second. Um, as we're waiting for the chat room to chime in, Dan, if you were going to do any other kind of podcast, what, 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 what do you think you'd do? If you were, if you got a chance to do another one, that's different, would you do, would you do anything different? Um, on top of this or uh, instead of, um, well, that's a good, either, either way, I'll just say you had some extra time. So you've yeah. got, you know, some extra time. I guess what I'm getting at, do you have a passion project of something you've always been thinking about that you'd like to do and maybe you don't have the time or if the time I'm, was made, you do it? Honestly, the the podcast was my passion project. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've, I try to put as much time as I can into, uh, you know, building that up bigger. Um, each episode, I don't, it's been a while since I've actually done the math on it to do an average, but it's probably 35 to 40 hours on average for an episode. And it's full time for you, right? You're, this is what you do now. Besides you got some training. Well, we have the two truths and a lie. Oh, that's right. Do do, do we want? (laughs) That's right. Hold on. We'll figure, hold that question. You're right. That was in there. That that was in there. So you're, you're okay. Like right now. No, you, you, you're, you're good doing, you're kind of good doing what you're doing and there's nothing necessarily calling your name out there like not as far as podcast is concerned i mean um that i certainly do other things and you know have hobbies on the side for sure that kind of get me out of this room yeah but (laughs) it is weird though you're probably working a lot from home you probably don't uh, based on the way you answered the weather question Maybe you should get outside. A little bit more <laughs> I, I, I try to go outside every day and go go for a walk. And mm. it's actually something that I do. Uh, so I listen to every episode as kind of a QA thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a perfect time. Go go for a walk. Yeah. Listen to the episode. Find the errors that I made in editing or something. And yeah, I, I used to do more of that when I had when I had the time. I'd listen to my own stuff. Ask the podcast coach and you know this one and in others so the stuff I was doing for Gallup. But I'm just not in my car ever anymore for the yeah. most part. And I I'm listening to other people's podcasts because I don't want to just listen to me. Yeah, like I hear enough of me. Like okay, <laughs> enough. Stop it, Jim. You're you've got enough. Okay. So, uh, we, we, uh, Brian checked in with number two. He's saying the lie. I saw that a little bit earlier too. Number two, Dan, which one was the lie? The lie is number one. Um, I actually did used to teach the artists who make movies and games. I worked at a company where I taught, uh, 3d software and VFX and fluid dynamics was kind of my specialty. Um, but also as I kind of mentioned, um, I do teach, uh, 
Photoshop courses as well, as well as project management courses on top of doing the podcast. Um, so I am a full-time podcaster. I also teach courses and my podcast is all pre-recorded. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no live. <laughs> that was the one you told me that before we hit recording, but we didn't really say it. Right. The other, the other two you talked about, we kind of inferred, you know, you, you kind of inferred to it, but yeah, I didn't but, come out and, yeah. and say no, that, but good. I mentioned it's recorded and I mentioned, you know, editing and then the, the QA thing there too. I mean, you can't, I know. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I may add that that may become a regular segment here on home gadget geeks. That's kind of a fun, I heard do you it. do that. I didn't on, come up with it. I mean, well, it's, I know. it's a, <laughs> do a it's search a, for two truths and a lie. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a regular thing, but I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's interesting. We, uh, cigar authority, which I listened to on Saturday mornings, they do a versus segment hmm. and they, uh, they have to guess trivia about, you know, Hey, um, Marlon Brando, who did this, was born on this day in what year? And it's, okay, yeah. it's the day, it's that day. And so then they all go around. Well, my wife, who doesn't care about cigars for the most part, I mean, uh, she'd rather not smoke them, but I do. She said um, she loves, that's her favorite part of the show. She'll hear me, <laughs> you know, playing the show. So maybe I need to add some, I don't know, maybe I need to add some trivia in uh, to Home Gadget Geeks to, to get some excitement, a little excitement. It's, a fun, it's a fun way to kind of get people to, to pay attention and to yeah. refer yeah. back to it later on. So hopefully yeah. people listen to the entire episode. They have a reason yeah. to stick around to the end. Yeah. Um, it is, it's actually probably um, for interviews, it's probably the most time consuming part yeah. that uh, for me writing that because it requires that I have to go through uh, as I'm editing, I'll find what those, the two truths and a lie are. And then I also have to, um, cause you record those make... after the fact, right? Oh yes. The introduction. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I, when I talk to the guests, I want to, I don't take right. up any other right. extra time. Not like um, I did. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I'm I like, saying. I mean, like a lot of them are, you know, they're in a rush or they're, you know, yeah, yeah. Right on. No, right on. Give them their time. Right on. I just yeah. record and because it's not live. I record all that afterwards anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't know what we're going to talk about to know right. that he right. or she does mention that there, you know, this didn't happen or something like that. So, I, uh, but it, it sometimes, sometimes it can be a little tricky to, to, to come up with something that's, that's in there that, uh, that yeah. actually gets talked about yeah. in a specific way like that, right. you know? Right. No, it's fun. Thanks for, thanks for, I sprung that on you with about uh, 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I was like, Hey, can we do two truths and a lie? And uh, you're like, yeah, I think we can come up with it. So, <laughs> so thanks for yeah. thanks for pulling out. Thanks for saying yes. You know, when I threw this out to our Patreon subscribers, and you were like, well, I don't know if I have a lot to share, but I'd like to cut. You know, I I do it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I I always listen. If you get that far, you, I think everybody has stuff to share. So I don't ever turn down, um, for the most part. Well, Uyghur, I turn him down from time to time, but. <laughs> But for the most part, um, uh, thanks for, I mean, you had so much stuff just to, I mean, we, to be honest, we could have spent most of the show just talking about and geeking out on the technology <laughs> that's behind you. We can do that uh, again later. <laughs> so thanks. Just a reminder, uh, Dan LeFebvre, based on a true story podcast dot com. And, and, and Dan, thanks for, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, you support the coffee pour. Well, you support the mug that I pour the coffee into on Ask the Podcast Coach. Has that, has that been good? Do you think that's been, I mean, this is a little risk in asking this, but do you think it's been good for the podcast to have us talk about that on, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, on Ask I've, the Podcast Coach? Um, I've had some people that have reached out. Uh, Glenn Hebert reached out and he's like, oh, oh I listened to your show because I, I heard heard it on there. Good. Um, that's good. I don't really 
check stats a lot. You, yeah, so I don't, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So well, I appreciate um, you doing that. Appreciate it's been a fun uh, for me. I've been interested. You know, obviously, as we talk about this tonight, I've been interested in the topics that you cover, and uh, and have tried to go in and listen to some as I can, as I have time for. It's very, very interesting. So if you need another podcast to listen to, uh, maybe on some weeks when Home Gadget Geeks is off, you can head out to to uh, based on a true story podcast.com and just get subscribed to it. I, I think it's a nice fit. I think it's an even nicer fit for my audience than here on Home Gadget Geeks than for Ask the Podcast Coach. Uh, mm, that, yeah. that is, I mean, that's a great audience, but we have a lot, I think we have a lot of history guys in, uh, and, and maybe a few ladies in here who, uh, who, who will find it interesting, who haven't found it before. Jim Shoemaker, thanks for chiming in, uh, during the program yeah. and, uh, letting us know you listen as well. And if you got some feedback, uh, for Dan's, yeah, jump over there, uh, listen to a few. I'm sure there's a way to contact you. Uh, what's the best way if, if folks were to follow you on these things, what's the yeah. best way to do that? Dan? I've, I've got a, Follow link right at the top of the website based on a true story podcast.com. So everything's there. One contact information is there. Super. Um, yeah. About 8,000 ways to subscribe to the podcast. Too, like <laughs> yeah. These days. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say thanks, Jim, for, for yeah. the support as well. That's, that's, um, you, oh, you, you mentioned some of those, uh, more fictional movies over, yeah. over on, on Patreon. I, I cover fictional movies. So oh. how, like little, little, like, oh. like Jurassic Park, you know, um, yeah. or Pirates of the, caribbean or things like that you know yeah. there's some okay little just little other mini so you know, know five that. ten minutes okay. long so it's, yeah. it's not not that much but yeah something just, right just and those fun. are for yeah those are for your patreon mm-hmm. folks yeah okay yeah. cool well good well dan thanks for coming on always always great to spend time with you and and always great to do just spend some time here uh together we'll have to have you back at some point when maybe we could if you get a if you get a uh uh a podcast that is really tech heavy type deal. Just, just flag me and say, Hey, I want to come on home gadget geeks and talk about it. We can maybe do a, have you on, talk about it, kind of dig into it a little bit. Cause I'm always interested. I wouldn't mind. I was a little overwhelmed in digging into any, cause you know, we were trying to cover the whole channel, but I'd, I'd love to, if you've got one, like I said, if you've got one that's a little tech heavy, that'd be kind of fun to, to bring it on to a dual show. So let me know. Yeah, so, yeah. If you yeah. have any recommendations for what that might be, or if you ever want to talk about the uh, real tech in Star Trek, <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> well, I, the, I, I the tech episode. predictions, right? Like, what did they predict? Yeah, that, that, that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that is that an episode be, I've I've kind of been mulling around in the back of my head be, that I think would be fun be to do sometime. Cool. Well, great. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on. I'm going to let you go while I wrap this thing up. No, no need for you to hang around <laughs> while I do all the closing <laughs> blah 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 stuff on here. So if you want to drop. You're welcome to, but Dan, thanks for, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate okay. it. Thanks you for having bet. me on. Couple, couple reminders uh, here on the way out. One, if you want to support this show, you can send us, uh, you can head over to the average guy.tv slash Patreon and do that. There's some Patreon subscribers where we're going to, Dan does that. And that's why I had him on. And, uh, and it just prompted, I sent him a note and said, Hey, Patreon supporters, you guys want to come on the show? And Dan said, yeah. So appreciate that. If you want to join us in the discord group, the average guy.tv slash discord is a way to get that done. Um, if you want to leave us a, a message, and, and I, I'm hesitant on whether I'm going to take this away or leave it, but homegadgetgeeks.com, I was spending some time with Mark DeCoats over, uh, he's kind of a podcast advisor, and he was like, you know, you really ought to direct homegadgetgeeks.com 
to home gadget geeks and it, it lands on pod page and we have a nice way to leave a message, but nobody leaves messages. But if you wanted to do that, maybe in the, I'm, I'm rethinking that, but maybe in the short term, homegadgetgeeks.com, leave us a message. We'll play it right here on the show. You can send me an email and many of you do appreciate that to get the feedback uh, from you guys. Jim at the average guy.tv. You can find me on Twitter, although better conversation on discord. I'm not going to lie. Discord's probably the place where it's happening from a community standpoint, but uh, the average guy, let's see, what is it? Jim at the average guy.tv. If you want to send me an email. And of course we want to thank Christian for his support of home gadget geeks and the average guy network. Uh, if you want to get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust, plans start as little as 10 bucks, and you're going to probably get the best hosting service in the business from a guy that we know. So if you haven't checked it out yet, plans start as little as $10. You can head out to maplegrovepartners.com. Been hosting Home Gadget Geeks for a, well, since the beginning. So 11 years, and uh, we thank Christian for his support. And he continues to, I keep thinking he's going to quit at some point, but he keeps building that infrastructure out there and uh, and they're doing some great stuff as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. If you haven't subscribed, do that on YouTube. Get in here, get in the Discord group. We'd love to have you. We're friendly tech, as I, I've said before, and uh, always a good time with those that are around. We'll be back next week. I have no idea who's coming, but it will be somebody who's interesting. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.